You're listening to Moments from the Mount, a podcast from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church and Pastor Benjamin Schaefer. This is a sermon that was recently preached in our congregation. You can learn more at mtcalvaryreading.org or watch a sermon there. Thanks for listening. Grace and peace are yours from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God for us today on this Sunday morning is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. St. Peter wrote, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. This is the word of the Lord. Dear friends, Daniel Lohr has committed his life to telling Hmong people in the United States about Jesus Christ and his word. Pastor Lohr is actually a Hmong pastor. Along with four of his brothers, one of whom has already died and reached the promised land of heaven. Pastor Lohr was born in Laos, but shortly after the Vietnam War came to an end, his family was forced to flee the country. At the age of four, he found himself living in Thailand in a refugee camp, basically imprisoned in that refugee camp. And he lived there in Thailand from 1975 to 1995. The whole family, 10 people, occupied a space no bigger than my office. The United Nations gave every person in the camp 18 inches of livable space, one cubit per person. It was not the cushy, comfortable life that many of us take for granted. But even with the difficulties, it was not an easy decision for Pastor Lohr and his family to come to the United States. And so I asked him once, I said, why did it take so long for you and your family to come here? Why not leave sooner? Why not get out of that horrible refugee camp? And Pastor Lohr responded, it was the uncertainty. The whole family was farmers, and that was all they had ever known. And so what would they do if they came to America? In addition to how they would make a living, there was also the fear and the uncertainty about life in the United States, about the culture, the customs, the changes in language. It might not be so easy to live as a Hmong person in America. Now those kinds of issues continue to be a problem for refugees today. Refugees are not like normal immigrants. 
You know, a normal immigrant applies to enter a country. They want to go to that land to contribute and maybe bring some, uh, maybe, maybe get the benefits of living in that country. But a refugee is different. A refugee is forced to flee from something, war, famine, disaster. A refugee is forced to a new land, forced to adapt and change in a way they never really intended to. And as a result, refugees tend to hold on to their culture and their customs from their homeland, hold on to those quite tightly. However, have you ever thought about your life as a Christian in those terms? You and I are spiritual refugees. We are living in a place that is not our homeland, and we are strangers here in so many ways. You and I are daily forced to face difficulties, temptations, and evil that are foreign to us as God's holy people. It's not what our Father would have for us. Our dear Father in heaven wants us to glorify Him, to serve one another, and to look forward to our everlasting home, not in the United States or any other country on this planet, but our homeland in heaven. See, we are different. We are special. Jesus said, you are salt. You are light. And so there's a struggle There's what we face from this world, and that's opposed to who we are and what God wants us to do. And so today, my friends, I encourage you to embrace your refugee status. Consider who you are and what God has called you to do as his child. Now, Peter wrote about all this in our second lesson for today. He described the believers to whom he was writing and and he includes us in that description. You know, who are we? We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. But Peter also describes us as aliens and strangers in this world. One seems to roll off the tongue with, with some pride and maybe triumphalism. We are chosen We are royalty. We are priests. Every Christian is a priest before God who can approach God fully. We're holy without sin in His sight. We're belonging to God. This is who you are by God's grace. You have a special status given to you, not by our own doing, but God grants this special status through faith in Jesus Christ. This means... This means that there's a difference. A difference in the way God views us as holy, chosen, belonging to Him, and and different from the way the world views us. Strangers, aliens, weirdos. But this wasn't always the case. See, Peter wrote, Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Who you are right now in Jesus Christ is different from who you were. 
By birth, none of us live under the mercy of God. By birth, we all lived under the curse of sin, death, and hell itself. Ever since our first parents, Adam and Eve, disobeyed God, fell for Satan's lies, mankind has been marked with disobedience and self-interest. We blame one another for our sins and we refuse to take responsibility for our own evil. But no more. God has changed us from who we were and made us who we are in Christ. When Peter first wrote these words, the Christians that were reading them were suffering. They were suffering persecution for their faith and challenges to who they were in Christ. Challenges from the society and the culture around them. And Peter makes it clear that no matter what you are suffering, your suffering changes nothing. You are God's holy child. You are a person of great privilege in God's sight. And you are a person of great potential to your Father. What exactly is our our refugee potential? Well, Peter talks about two things that he wants us to consider as refugees living in this world, to embrace who we are. He says, first of all, we are God's people that we might declare the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His wonderful light. God had a purpose when He selected you to be His own. Yes, He wanted you. Yes, He wanted you to know and believe in His one and only Son. But He also wanted to work through you. To declare the praises of God means that you and I get to tell what He has done for us. God sent His Son into this world and the incarnation of Jesus Christ, when God took on human flesh and entered our world, that changed everything. That transformed our existence and it transformed this world. You see, God entered our our world and became one with us, showing us how much He loves us. Showing us that He understands the suffering and the pain and He knows how best to help it. And God wants us to talk about that. To declare the praises of Him who called us out of darkness. Friends, that means that we actually got to talk about what Jesus has done. We actually got to talk about it with our loved ones, with our family members. And we want to. That this is what we get to do as God's holy people. To share what Christ has done for us. To share who God is and who He's made us even when we falter. God doesn't demand that we write theological treatises thousands of words long or give sermons and orations. No, He calls us to witness to His marvelous light in our lives. Jesus said, let your light shine. And remember, who is our light? It's not us. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our light. Bring our loved ones to light and let Him shine on them. But don't let it be just words. Peter also talks about our witness in our actions. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, you are the only Bible some people will ever read. It's true in a sense. 
The only way some people will know anything about the Christian faith, about Jesus, about his word, is through your actions and life. How shall we then live? Well, Peter wrote, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Abstain from sinful desires and live good lives, praiseworthy lives, lives that attract people to God. Does that sound obvious? Perhaps. Does that sound easy? Maybe. But it is neither obvious nor easy. We live surrounded by enemy forces. We are at war, and there are desires within us that war against our own soul. This is a take-no-prisoners battle to the death, and as long as we are sucking air in this world, we will face the fight. Do you feel the battle? Have you fallen as an all-too-willing participant? Instead of abstaining from sinful desires, have you played around with them? Instead of living good lives among the pagans, have you played around with a bad life and kind of joked about it? My friends, today is the day of salvation. Return to the Lord your God and embrace the status he gives to us as a refugee. Some may still accuse you of doing wrong, even when you do everything right, but God does not. Jesus suffered for us that we might see through the sin and the suffering of this world and trust in him. You and I know the unholy things that we've done in our lives. But through faith in Christ, we know forgiveness and holiness that comes to us from outside. And humble thanks, we can recognize that we are but refugees and there's plenty of room in the Father's camp for us. Among refugees, in my experience, don't like to talk about their time in refugee camps. It was a lot like a prison Curfew imposed by soldiers. You couldn't get a job. You couldn't actually work. You just had to take whatever the United Nations gave you. I asked Pastor Lore what finally got you and your family to leave that refugee camp. He said that the government was going to shut down the camp. They could either go back to Laos or travel to a new country. Going back was not an option because if you had helped the United States government during the Vietnam War, you were as good as dead. So they could only go forward. The same is true for you and me. Going back is not an option. Going back to living in the arms of Satan, a world of self-indulgence, is not an option. Heaven is our home because of Jesus, crucified and resurrected for us. Heaven is our home and we are his. Remember your status and live as a refugee. Amen.
May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen.